Well, first of all, he's too humble to know he's perfect. That's me. He's intelligent, supportive, funny. Intelligent, supportive, funny. Me, me, me. He's romantic and courageous. Me also. He's got a good body, but he doesn't have to look in the mirror every two minutes. I have a great body, and sometimes I go months without looking. Uh, he's kind, sensitive, and gentle. He's not afraid to cry in front of me. This is a man we're talking about, right? He likes animals and children, and he'll change poopy diapers. Does he have to use the word poopy? Oh, and he plays an instrument, and he loves his mother. I am really close on this one. Really, really close. everybody, and welcome to the Nightfly with your pal Dave Juskow on a beautiful Super Bowl Sunday afternoon. Well, I mean, it's Super Bowl Sunday for me recording this, but it will be after the Super Bowl. So your pal Dave Juskow will either be suicidally depressed or ridiculously happy the next time we meet. But I'm recording on... Super Bowl Sunday. Well, you know, I went through my, I was going through my taxes as uh, people are off to do this time of the year, and I realized that I recorded last Super Bowl Sunday, so I said, well, let's do that again. Maybe I should make that a little bit of a tradition. Uh, Maybe it'll help me through the process, and uh, you know, there's too much anxiety before the game, too much betting. I mean, at least for this hour and a half or so. You know, I will not concentrate on betting. I mean, I'll talk about betting, but I won't concentrate. I'm like, wait, do I have enough money in? Do I have enough money in? What am I doing? I'm going to lose my apartment. I mean, it's it's that bad. Sure, it's that bad. It's horrible. But, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, I'll tell you how bad how bad it is, actually. Uh, let's just get down to business. Um, well, first of all, first of all, um, hello, everyone. So nice to hear everybody. It is actually a beautiful day after this polar vortex we uh, most of the country had. It's a, a lovely day in uh, downtown Manhattan. Uh, I, I don't know why. I, you know how happy I am when I do the podcast during the daylight hours. How exciting it is to do looking out the window at this obnoxious crane. Maybe you saw my Twitter or Instagram feed where there's a, a huge, gigantic, you know, one of those cranes that there's no way it's not going to fall over with one gust of wind. You hear about this all the time, at least in Manhattan. It's a gigantic crane right outside my bedroom window because they're building a huge structure right next door to take away more of the beautiful view that I usually have looking out the bedroom. Not the living room where I overlook the brick wall. Let's never forget that. Um, so you know that uh, financially, uh, you know, once... Then you'll know if I have a beautiful view in my apartment someday, then you'll know I've made it. <laughs> uh, well, that could be anywhere. Even my mother's house has a beautiful view, you know, just overlooking a little pond with ducks. 
That seems nice too. You know, and the older you get, that's all you want to really do. But right now I still live in this disgusting city, which sometimes is a lot of fun and sometimes is a lot of heartache and a lot of trouble. But here we are. And uh, yes, it is. Oh my gosh. So, okay. So I guess the thing is, all right, look, I'm just going to live with you. I'm going pats in the over. I'm going pats in the over. Now, the over's big. It's it's 55 and a half, 56 and a half. Keeps going, fluctuating a little up and down. The pats, I just saw the line. It went from two and a half to one and a half. Does that give me problems that I'm nervous? Yes, you're damn right. Where's all this Rams action coming from? The fact of the matter is, if you bet against the Patriots, you're going to feel like a dick when they win. The, 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 mentally, there's no way to lose if you bet on the Pats. Now, we all, you know, unless you're from Massachusetts, everybody hates the Pats. They're just sick and tired of the Patriots. But but if, if I bet on them and they win, then I'm thrilled. I'm like, well, what the hell do I care? What do I care if they win another trophy? As long as I won money from it, then it's okay. If I, If I... If they lose, then I'm at least happy that they lost. And that's some sort of, even though it's going to be a nightmare for me, at least it's some sort of like, well, at least they lost and 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 look like idiots doing it. So, you know, in that sense, it's a win-win. Meanwhile, at this point, just, just have them win. These guys are due for a blowout. Think about it. I think we talk about this for the last three years that they've been in it. The Patriots play close Super Bowls, which is very odd. They're such a strange dynasty because they are great all year, even though this year wasn't their greatest year, right? But they, they're they great, they're great, they're great. And then when they get to the Super Bowl, they're just okay. And they have a lot of problems, and they always just win by three. So they're due, if they're truly this great dynasty, to have this ridiculously blowout game. Now, I don't think that's going to be today, but they're due for one. But I'm not betting against the Patriots. Why would I want to bet against the Patriots? What are you, a fucking moron? You know what I'm saying? I'm betting with my head, not my heart. Would I prefer the Rams to win? Yes. However, that all being said, I can't stand when the Los Angeles teams win either. And nobody cares about the Rams. They just move there. Their fans stink. If they have fans, they're new. No one cares. I don't know what to do. It's a it's a disaster. I mean, it really is a disaster. And uh, it's problematic for me uh, because I'm very confused. I shouldn't, uh, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it really that much because, you know, we just want to move on and think of other things. But here's how bad things have gotten um, for me gambling-wise this year. Now, Now, 25 years ago, when I, you know, had a really bad, very addictive gambling problem, which I think is rearing its ugly head again. Um, and when I say gambling problem, you know, a gambling problem can be anything. It's not that I'm betting $1,000 a game. You know, I'm betting 50 to $100, but it adds up. And, you know, it's whatever you have to borrow or struggle, then you have a gambling problem. You know, if you are gambling and you have plenty of money to cover, it's probably not an issue. But... uh so about 25 years ago, I, um, I you know, had a gambling problem, and I was uh, in cahoots with these Chinese kids, and we used to play Mahjong together in the back room of this bar that they owned. <laughs> I 
like in a movie. <laughs> and uh, so me and this kid, so I knew this kid's father. That's how I knew this guy. Uh, we used to call him Chinese David, which was completely acceptable back then. Uh, but um, And he had a son named JT. And me and the son became friends. He was, You know how I like the 22-year-old kids, boys or girls. It doesn't seem to matter. I like hanging out with the young kids. Meanwhile, think about this. Last Friday, just two days ago, I hung out with all 23-year-old girls, but we were at this bar downtown to celebrate this girl turning 24. So it was me and five really pretty girls, all pretty, and me. And uh, no, I'll, tell you the, I'll t- t- tell you the whole thing here. So it went to the thing, and um, well, the funny part is next weekend, I'm hanging out with my 80-year-old friend. So what I'm trying to say is age to me makes no difference. I Yes, I have a lot of younger friends, but I also have a lot of older friends. And next Saturday night, we're going to see my 80-year-old friend uh, watch his friend sing at a bar right down the street. It's going to be perfect. And uh, that's the way you're supposed to live your life. Age shouldn't be any kind of difference. If people are cool, they're cool, no matter what age, as long as they're age appropriate in the sense of being 21 if you're taking them to a bar. But, you know, if somebody's cool, they're cool. And that's, you know, I couldn't care less what age they are. And really, once you reach about 30, 33, you know, everybody's the same age to me. It just doesn't matter. Um, You are who you are. Your mind is who you are. And um, that's that. People are dicks at 22. Some people are too immature to hang out with. Some people, like myself, are too immature to hang out at 54. This is the way the world works, at least in my mind. Um, and my mother, remember, gets very jealous when I hang out with the 80-year-olds because she's like, how come you don't hang out with me? I'm like, because you suck. Maybe you're not following. <laughs> Maybe you're not following the storyline here. You are horrible to hang out with. You are no fun, and you don't serve food. Thank you. Oh, God, I have so much to tell you. but I don't know which story to finish. Um, yeah, let me – I'll go back to the gambling thing. Let me tell you what happened this particular weekend two days starting on friday so i told you last week and i think that my mother's printer broke and it was all you know i had to carry the print it was so annoying maybe i didn't tell you because we hadn't talked since then so my mother's print you know it's always a printer to plug it in you dumb you know whatever and anyway it turned out the printer did have a fatal error i had to i called the company they said we'll replace it because it's a fatal like it was like that simpsons uh episode where homer's needs a new computer or something because uh, he wants to spend time with Lisa. And they're like, we uh, see that you have no problems. And he pours Coke on it. And he goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. There was like, the, oh, my God, you have a fatal error. Um, is that racist? Is it when somebody actually talks that way? Is that racist? I don't know. You tell me. It's certainly hilarious. Anyway, they said I have a fatal. My mother's printer has a fatal error, which I bought for her. So now I feel you know double horrible. And they can replace it. But the person who bought it, that's where the printer is going to go to. So now I got to bring my mother's huge printer back to my house, which I did. And then they're going to send me another one to my house. And then I got to bring it to the FedEx place. And then I'll, I'll get a new one. They, when they, they sent me the new one already. Then you got to return the other one in that box. But in Manhattan, bringing something to a FedEx place is not convenient. Uh, the nearest FedEx place is 54th and Lex. And, you know, even living a few blocks away from there, you can't carry, where, how, where am I going to do this? Where am I, I going to do this? 
I have this huge box. I'm going to put that in a cab. I mean, what a pain in the ass, right? So, you know, I've been getting my car on Friday nights instead because it's just easier because of all the parades and the Trump and all the nonsense, right? I get it out on Friday nights. There doesn't seem to be an issue. I park it on my block. Meanwhile, there is an issue because now they're closing down my block on the weekends for this stupid crane construction. I cannot win. It's so weird. Anyway, they left it open this weekend because it's too cold. It's too cold to work on the crane. Oh, my God, I hate everybody. So I say, you know what I'll do? I'll take the printed out. It's Friday night. There's not that much traffic. I'll bring it down to FedEx now. So that's what I do. I pack it up. I bring it down to FedEx, and I park in front of this church where I see a bunch of CD people hanging out. I'm like, well, I'm parking it for a second. Who cares? This is a stupid car. You know, nobody cares. I'll just leave it here. I think I probably got to put money in the mail. I'm not going to do it. It's five minutes, and you know how it is in New York City. You know, you're always going to get a ticket as soon as you walk away from the car. But I, I took the thing. I'm, I'm struggling with it. It's so huge. I bring it in, and uh, they're very kind at FedEx. And I'm, then all of a sudden, I'm going to my pocket, and they're like, "Is something? Is everything okay, sir?" And I'm like, "I'm sorry. I, I lost my phone. It must be. I must have left it in the car. I thought I had it. I'm, you know, I have that little attachment, so I thought I left it in the car, which was odd because I'm usually pretty good about taking it out of the goddamn car." And then I didn't think anything of it, and I walked out, and I went out, and this guy, all bundled up, because it was freezing, it was like 20 degrees, um, said, is that your car down there? And I'm like, oh, my God, did they ticket me already? I was in there for five minutes. You go, no, 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 I think you dropped your phone. Is this your phone? I'm like, it is my phone. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. It must have fallen out while I was, I put the box on the ground to close the trunk, when I was leaning over, it fell out of my stupid coat pocket, which is a bag of crap, and it must have fallen out. I didn't even notice it because I had my hat on, so I, I wasn't hearing. Thank God this guy found my phone. I mean, that would have been hard. Said, oh, we thought you went in there. We've been looking for you. We thought we saw you go in that building, but then you came out of here. I'm like, oh, my God, thank you so much. This is unbelievable. I, I don't even know what this – I can't thank you enough. I, I can't even believe it. And, and he's walking. He seems like an okay guy. He doesn't look weird or anything because I can't see because he's got a scarf up to his nose. I can only see his eyes like a, like a burka or whatever they think those Indian things are, Muslim things. Uh, and I say, can I give you a lift somewhere? Because we're walking. He's walking to me in my car. I thought he'd go away, but he's walking to me in my car. I'm like, can I give you a lift somewhere? Because I felt like I had to do something, but I didn't even think about giving him money at all. And then he goes... Um, no, no, I'm going to sleep in this church right here. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll see you later. And I start my car and I'm like, oh, that's not, oh, wait a minute. And then I realize, you know, it didn't even occur to me. He's sleeping in the church. He's obviously homeless and it's freezing and they have a place to stay there. And I guess they were waiting for it to open up. That's why I was, that's what I was wondering where all those people were hanging out. But homeless people don't look like homeless people when they're all bundled up. I can't tell one person from the next. So I didn't think he was homeless. He talked normal. He seemed okay. I don't know. I don't know what they talk like. You always think they're just like, ah, yeah, shut up. Because then this lady, uh, so then I got out and I found him. And I gave him 20 bucks and he was totally thrilled to have it. Um, and then this lady was screaming from across the street because I guess she found or something. She was yelling something about Israel. But then it sounded like she was talking about the black Israel people. I don't know what she was talking about. She was crazy. Thank God she had a walker. And I got in my car and I ran away. And I was feeling pretty good about myself, you know, obviously, because I'm like, oh, at least I gave him money because I would have felt so guilty. This would have bothered me for the rest of my life. It's one of those things where I'm like, oh, that guy was kind enough to find my phone and find me, and I didn't even give him any money. 
So I was so glad I had cash, and I had just gone to the bank that day. And here's the importance of carrying some form of cash around, millennials. You just never know when you're going to need some cash. So I, so I said, you know what? Now I'm in a really good mood. I'm going to go down to the financial district, which the kids now call FIDI, and I'm going to party with my friend Caitlin and her friends. And she's like, why don't you come down? And I'm like, nah, nah I don't know. You know, I got to think about the Super Bowl. I'm like, what's the matter with me? And I'm like, well, I just, I'm in the car. I'm having a good time. You know, now I feel like I need a drink, you know, because I was like, you know, it's emotional to lose your phone, even though I didn't know it was lost. You know what I'm saying? We're not millennials, but we also now know, no matter what age you are, how important and connected we are to our phones. How horrible of a weekend would it be for me if I had lost my phone with all this gambling I have to do? I mean, come on. Um, so I go down. And I'm like, well, maybe maybe this is a good sign. Maybe my luck will change. Maybe today's the day. Everything's going to work out for Dave Juskow. Because I did this nice gesture. Of course, you're not allowed to think that way. But of course, I'm thinking of that in my mind. Maybe that nice gesture is the one. So I'm driving down. I'm looking at ways uh, to find the best way to get down to this one bar. I can't, some Irish bar, Jim Bryan, Jimmy O'Brien's or whatever it's called on Maiden Lane, you know. That area down there on Wall Street is, you know, it's insane. But it's interesting. If you ever come to Manhattan and, oh, my God, Gabriel Noel, you are so cool. Uh, you know, I met him. He's a, a fan of the podcast and a nice guy. And he wrote – I'm not going to tell you what he did yet because I'm going to wait till he has it finished till you see it. But he did this spectacular thing that he's working on, and it's unbelievable – but uh, he was kind enough to write because, you know, I yesterday or last week I was saying, I don't know whether I should do the podcast anymore. And, and people were very nice, not just him. A bunch of people were like, no, you got to keep it going. It's cool. I like the way you talk about New York. That makes me happy, too. Like, and I guess, you know, when I I've lived around this area my whole life, so sometimes I take it for granted a little bit. I guess from people about a town, it's kind of, you know, fun to talk about New York City things to do, uh, you know. I don't know. So one of the things I was going to tell you to do, uh, which is kind of interesting, is that Wall Street area, which is much different now than it was in the day, but it's a fascinating area. Number one, it's still got a lot of stone streets. In fact, there's a bar called Stone Street, which is off of a stone street. And and I'm talking, you know, 1700 John Adams, George Washington shit like streets, Uh, you know, because that's where a whole bunch of crap took place. You know, my favorite era around that area, that neighborhood. So I like it. And the streets are weird and tiny and, you know, old, old school because they've been there for a long time. That's the, you know, oldest part of Manhattan. Um, and so it's kind of fun to go down there. But usually on a, like on a Thursday night, Friday night, all those bars are packed, packed with people coming out of work and drinking and drinking. But you go down there on a Saturday afternoon, it's dead. I mean, it's dead Saturday night. I used to go out with this girl and she was married. I'm just and we used to go down that area and uh, and it was like we were in a different country or something. You know, it was like being in like Toronto or something. It just doesn't feel like Manhattan. It feels like you're somewhere else. It's a good place to cheat on somebody because it's quiet and like no one goes down there. The odds of somebody seeing you down there would be very slim. And you pretty much have just run of the place restaurants, bars, everything's not crowded. They make all their money. It's the complete opposite of everywhere else in the city. They make all their money during the weekdays. They make plenty of it that they can just stay open for the stragglers on the weekends. It's it's insane. 
very interesting place to travel to. Not, you know, a lot of people will go to the South Street Seaport, but go more inwards and just walk those streets. And it's like fascinating. And all the bars are in like places with like no names. A lot of them don't have names. You just have to know it. Um, it's kind of cool. They just look like they wouldn't be bars. Plus, uh, they're all roomy and big. You know, like a lot of the bars here, you know, everything is compacted. Nothing's spacious. You know how I love going to Florida or something. I'm like, oh, my God, this restaurant is huge. It's exciting for me. The reason why I like parking lots. Oh, my God, there's so much space. It just always reminds me of that Star Trek episode where there's too many people and that girl is so happy to be with Captain Kirk by herself because there's so much space. Um, cause everybody's just crowded in. I think about it all the time and that's the way it is, which of course is an excellent example of why Star Trek rules. So anyway, they, um, so I'm going down, so I'm on the Waze app to find out how to get there. Cause it's really complicated, you know, maneuvering down there, especially in a car and I'm going down the FDR drive. That's what they recommend. And you get off at this Brooklyn bridge exit, but what they don't say is how if you make one wrong move, you're going to go over the Brooklyn Bridge. Like They don't have a last exit in Manhattan sign. So I ended up making the one wrong move because it was not clear and then having to go to Brooklyn, which you know technically wouldn't be a problem. It's just there was traffic on the bridge and I was trying not to lose my cool. And I'm like, well, there goes that luck that I thought I had like instantaneously. And I'm like, whatever, whatever. I'm going to deal with it. I'm just going to relax. Play cool and go on my way. So I came back, went to the bar, had a good time. Now, I was wearing my, I got a new devil's hat, like a, you know, a ski cap. And I was wearing it. And I, when I took it off, my hair was a mess. And so I tried to work with it when I saw the girls. And I'm like, oh, does my hair look horrible? You know, I was nervous, nervous, nervous. You know, and I feel like an idiot because I'm old and I have no hair or whatever. And I looked and they're like, no, it looks fine. It looks fine. No, look in the mirror. There's a mirror there. I'm like, oh, I don't want to look in the mirror. But I look in the mirror. I like what I saw. I liked. It looks like my hair is doing something. And it made me feel better about being with all these young girls. Now, I knew I wasn't going home with any of these girls. Nothing's going to happen. But that was not the point of getting the hair. The point of getting the hair was making me feel comfortable about myself. And when I looked in the mirror and I saw, now, you know, it's, it's, it's getting going. And I colored it so it looks a little more fuller. But it, I was, I felt comfortable hanging around with those girls once I saw that my hair looked okay. So there it is. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. If, if I feel better about myself in any way or anybody feels that way, you got to do it, right? So we'll see. It's just going to get better, right? And it has to. In fact, um, I took a picture. I was on Fox News, and I took a picture. Oh, my God. So I don't know whether you know this. I did Fox News on Thursday, right? I swear to God. I don't know what. I don't know whether they're doing it as a favor. I mean, I've asked them. I'm like, thank you guys so much for hooking me up with a, this, these unbelievable women every time. Every time. I'm on about once a month. Every time I go on, they get somebody hotter each time. And I didn't think this girl, Jamie, uh, the Bell, I don't know what her name is, this girl, I didn't think they could get hotter than her. She was this delightful girl and amazing and so cool. But they found somebody hotter. Oh, my God. This girl is ridiculous. Her name is Britt. Where do I have it here? I have it here. Uh, 
Here it is. Britt Brit McHenry. Gorgeous. I mean, the best I've ever seen. There's a picture of us on Twitter. Uh, I mean, her, and you know, I, but I'm looking at my hair. I'm like, I don't look horrible in this photo, except for what I was wearing. But I, I don't look horrible, but she looks amazing. And, and let me tell you, if you see that picture, she was wearing like a sweater. You know, it was a freezing day. You know, it was five degrees. And she's wearing like a like a skirt sweater. So you can't even see the bottom where it stops, which is about, you know, like her vagina. <laughs> I mean, wow. And she's an ESPN like reporter too, which makes her pretty much the coolest person ever. And she said this about Colin Kaepernick which made her even cooler. This was on the show where Tom is trying to, um, we're talking about the, uh, they had on the, you know, because of the Super Bowl, they had his attorney talking about, you know, Colin Kaepernick and stuff. The team win, that's what they'll do. Uh, They want to win and they make those decisions individually in the best interest of their club. Okay, Mark Garagos thinks uh, it's all Trump's fault. This is he's the lawyer. He's Kaepernick's lawyer. One of the things that I don't think uh, the follow-up questions the commissioner never asked was why is it that nobody ever gave him a workout? Why didn't anybody ever bring him in and uh, see where his skills were at? So I think the whole thing is basically a ruse. It was done. And the collusion actually was the NFL kowtowing to the president. I mean, it's clear. I think the evidence will show that when we do the hearing. And uh, it's been uh, admitted pretty much publicly by a number of the owners. Doesn't Mark Garagos sound like the he before of a NyQuil commercial? Like yeah, he didn't he have his NyQuil blow his nose. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even think he has a cold. That's no, he worse. always yeah. sounds like that. Gross. But the, okay, so there's, I guess there's two issues here. What do you think? Did the, did the obviously the NFL was clumsy, and they're still being clumsy in the way they've dealt with this whole thing. And Goodell is never going to talk his way out of it, right? I mean, I, I think there is recording, but I it, this is one of those moments, you know, when you're on TV, you wish you were on radio. When you're on radio, you wish you were on TV. Like I wish you could see my eyeballs rolling yes. in my head right now because the issue with Kaepernick, like, oh, see where his skills were at. I can tell you where his skills were at. He lost his job playing Gabbert. Okay, <laughs> like that's where. <laughs> skills were at he was not that great of a quarterback he was like this ferrari he was fast he he was gimmicky under jim harbaugh and then people figured him out it's like rg3 those types Uh of quarterbacks don't have a long career and he could have come in as a backup but the reason that he wasn't brought in as a backup is because he would have been too expensive given that he's gone to a super bowl and he would have brought too much attention to the locker room if that's all he's going to be Uh so then the last and third point is you know what? Where was the collusion when he was wearing T-shirts with Fidel Castro insulting all of South Florida? I'm from Miami. We're not about Fidel Castro, okay? Or yeah. when he wore, you know, his pig socks. Or when... I mean, how how unbelievable is she, right? Is she like the most perfect woman ever to know all that information about sports and be that hot? It's like ridiculous. Uh, Britt McHenry. Boy, yeah, she's something else. Um, I love her. But yeah. So, oh, that Fox News, those girls are, they're, they're unbelievable. It's so smart. And it's so funny that in this day and age, they just don't even care. That's the beauty about them is like, you, you, I think with those girls, you, I'm, I'm not going to do this, but I'm saying, I think you could smack them in the ass and be like, you love it. And they'd be like, stop. Uh, because I think they just get it. I, I, I don't know. 
whatever. Now I'm getting into stuff nobody wants to talk about anymore. But um, now the way I sound today, I sound like that guy. It sounds like I got to blow my nose. But it's cold in my apartment. But uh, anyway, what was the point of the story I was trying to make? Whatever. It was about my hair, I know. But uh, that was the end of that. Now let's get back to the gambling thing. Um, I remember exactly where I left off. I was gambling with these Chinese guys. Okay. So we were in such uh, dire straits, me and this kid JT, um, and I would hang out at this bar in the Lower East Side with all these Chinese guys, that we decided to call one of those places, you know, you know what I'm talking about, the ones that say like, listen, I'm going to do you a favor, you know, like this. Guys, we're dominating, and the information has been incredible. What a run. Yesterday... Big plays, both plays come in and win big for us to set the table for today. Now we're looking at the Eastern Regional Final between Florida and South Carolina. That's something else. But these are those guys that they just like say, like, you know, call me. Vegas.com and exploit this information by taking advantage of our introductory deal. Now, moving over to the South... See, and they just keep saying, I I know this line is different. The spread is off on this. Our skills and his scoring prowess are two. The North. I'm trying to get some better. 58 and a half, a lofty number for teams that know how to put points on the board. So I have the information on that one. The toll-free number is right on your screen. Call me right now and allow me to take care of you with this information personally. Also, go to ATSVegas. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter that I put it on the air. They couldn't be happier that I would put that on the air or something. So every Saturday morning when I go, when I'm in Los Angeles, I like listening to the sports station there, 570 AM, because, and I've said it a hundred times, and I don't know what the issue is here. The sports stations in this town, think about this, the sports stations in this town in New York, they stink. They stink Unless you just want to talk about the Yankees. I don't. Ever. I like to talk about everything. I like to talk about college football and basketball. I like to talk about NFL. They just don't. They just don't. They don't have any stations that do that. With Sirius, maybe they do, but it's still not cool. This 570 AM Sports in Los Angeles does. They talk about everything. Sure, they talk about the California, but they talk about everything. They open it up, and I like that. So now with the internet... When I'm driving to the Meadowlands to make my bets, I like listening to the station. However, because it's California, when I'm going at 11 o'clock, it's 8 o'clock in the morning there, and they have these paid advertisements for these shows where this guy's like saying, you know, they're convincing you. I know. We were right on that yes last week. We know everything. We know the line is off. You know, they, they convince you. They convince you. They convince you. And when you're in a jam, you know, you're like, I'm like, come on, I've been through this before. So me and JT paid we split money and we paid for one of these services 25 years ago and they were stupid and it was uh it, it was uh, they they didn't know anything it was uh, horrible i mean maybe if we did it their proper way but we didn't have the proper money to do it whatever and then they told me that uh later like a year later i saw him i ran into him he goes you know those guys keep still they still keep calling me it's horrible like you can't get rid of them once once they have your number so, you know, I'm driving my, uh, I'm driving to Newark Airport to pick up my sister last week. Remember from the airport? Maybe I didn't even tell you. And 
I'm parking the car and I'm thinking about stuff and I, you know the games are coming. I remember it was two weeks. I don't remember what it was. Whatever. And um, I'm like, well, the guy was like, if you if you call, you can get our free play on one of the games. And and I he broke me down. I know it's ridiculous, people. I I know it. I know. I know it's so stupid but i was like well i'll just call he kept giving out the number i called and then the guy answered the phone like live like i thought it was going to be a recording he said it was going to be a recording message and he goes hello hello and it was the guy from the radio it was unbelievable and and i just hung up i didn't say a word and then um the next day i got a text back and i'm like "Uh uh-oh here we go and uh he's like you know hey we're doing really well whatever here's a free pick and of course the pick was right so then i'm like well and then he keeps texting me again so then i think on monday or tuesday at my office he's like you know give me a call because i you know i gave you that pick whatever and i'm like fine and we talked for like a half hour i mean he seems like a very nice guy and he was telling me what we have to do he's like how much can you bet uh what's your story here's how it's gonna work we talked for a half hour this is so weird and Joe, this is what I couldn't tell you at the office because I was embarrassed. <laughs> so I told my friend Joe, I'm like, I can't even tell you. You hear about it on the podcast. I, I I don't even know what to say because I'm so embarrassed because we all know this is a uh, – it, it, it's not a scam. They might have information, but it's all just needs to end. So I was talking to this guy, and I'm like, I don't know. That's, uh, you know, no pun intended, but, you know, in quotes, too rich for my blood, I – you know, he wants me to bet like $1,000 a game. And I don't know, maybe there's something to it. He asked me how much I was in debt. He's like, I can help you do that. Don't worry, I can take care. Uh, you know, everything he said sounded amazing. But I was like, well, let me think about it. And then the next day, he is like, hello, are you thinking about it or what? Um, I'm seven in a row right now. Uh, haven't lost a game in college basketball. And... I, you know, I can get you out of that debt. It was this much. And then I didn't text him back. And then he texted me the next two days and he started getting angry. He's like, you know, I don't like wasting my time. I don't like to be ignored. This is bullshit. I mean, I can read you the texts right now. Um, but I, uh, well, but nothing. I Maybe I should read them too. Well, you know what? I think I can do that. I'm just, I'm in airplane mode, but that doesn't make a difference, right? Yeah, let me read you some of these texts. I just, this is the one that came in yesterday. I just have to say my piece because I'm bought. This is the think about that, and then I'm realizing why is he so after me? Maybe the he. Th- I mean, does he have any other clients? Why is why is he taking so much time with me? And this is when I realized there was a problem. Yet I still can't get my head around. I'm like, maybe he can help, but I know it's a scam. This is how bad things have gotten. I just have to. I put a lot of time and effort into winning for players that have a hard enough time winning on their own. I know I offered you a free pick, but it doesn't mean the game wasn't paid for. I did it to earn new business. At this point, I know I'm being ignored, and it's not right. Put yourself in my shoes, and you wouldn't be happy about it either. If you have no interest in working with me, at least say something, and I won't waste my time or yours. If you do want to win, I'm on an eight-game win streak, and this weekend's going to be huge. That's what he wrote me yesterday, and I ignored him. And then he wrote another message today, you know, like, hey, I'm on a nine game win, you know, like whatever. 
putting my phone back. Um, it's it's he's angry, and this all stemmed from just dialing. And I knew this was going to happen because I know it had happened 25 years ago by just dialing that number that they keep saying and him getting my cell number, I am now whatever. Uh, you know, now I'm like being yelled at by this guy writing these long messages. And But the weird thing is, so I know this guy's a, a kook. You know, he's crazy. But because I have such a problem... I'm still thinking of working with him. And I know it's just not going to end well. I know this because I know I'm not a bright man. I'm very Forrest Gump-like in my intelligence. You know, I got street smarts, I guess, right? Because otherwise I couldn't exist this long. Um, But I'm bright enough to know this is a huge mistake. And yet, <laughs> here I am saying, well, I mean, maybe if I just gave him a call. I mean, it's this is when you know you got a problem. So, th- and the, here we go. I know I got a problem. And yet, that's how powerful addiction is. Can't seem to stop. And I don't want to stop. You know, everybody's like, let me take you to a meeting. Let me take you to a meeting. And I'm like, no. And it's, and it ruins my day. I mean, it ruins my weekends. But I do know this. When I was with those girls on Friday, I wasn't betting. I wasn't thinking about betting. I had forgotten that I put bets on games. I think it all comes down to boredom. And that's, it's the same way I eat food, out of boredom. I'm not doing anything on the weekends. I don't have a lot of plans. If I have plans, I find I usually don't gamble and I don't eat. So I guess the key is to come up with plans. But like I said, I mean, even though it sounds like I have a lot of plans, you know, being single at this age, even though living in New York City, there's, 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 there's not a lot to do. I mean, the only plans I can make are with young kids, and I'm too old to do that every weekend. You know, after hanging out with those girls that night, they went out Saturday afternoon and really partied for this girl's birthday. I can't handle that. As a matter of fact, let me tell you what happened last weekend because I we no, I guess I did not tell you what happened last weekend. So, um, right, last Saturday, woke up early, said I'm going to be productive. I got my car inspected finally because remember I was having that thing where you have to drive it. I didn't drive it around enough. I mean, how pathetic is that? Once my battery died, that's a long story. Went to my mother's, took care of that. I went to my mother's. Before I went there, I bought bagels and lox and cream cheese and chopped herring and Swiss cheese and tomato. I mean, I went the whole works, white fish, the kippered salmon. I mean, I went the whole works of what we used to, how we used to Jew it up on, you know, an occasional Sunday in our house, for, especially for Yom Kippur. I bought a Yom Kippur feast to my mother's house. I stopped on the way. I bought all this stuff to pretty much shove it in my mother's face. This is how it's supposed to be done. And also to do a nice thing for her and both levels, right? But mostly to shove it in her face. Hey, this is what you should be doing. And me and Beth will come down all the time because this is goddamn delicious. But we also know that if she did do it, she wouldn't do it the right way. She would miss something. She wouldn't get enough. It would be, you know, I got her everything that we used to get old school 
It's a little expensive, but you know, it's it's once in a while. What if we did that once a month? How fun would that be? Then we'd go down. We'd have a standing date, and we're going to go down there once a month. It might make her happy. And I know it would make us happy. That food is delicious. You know, if you're a Hebrew. Otherwise, uh, it might sound disgusting. But we like all that stuff. We like a lot of we like a lot of fish. <laughs> and uh, speaking of fish, that TV show was unbelievable. But you know, so, uh, so we had a you know a nice you know we had the bagels and everything. I also was able to get Aunt Judy, the gentleman Jack, I was looking for for her goddamn birthday. She loves Jack Daniels. I got a high end gentleman Jack, and she has been. I mean, this is the greatest gift I could have ever done for. Her. She loves it. She'd never had it before. She keeps emailing me up until yesterday going like, it's so smooth. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm drunk right now. This is the greatest. Like, I, I couldn't be happier. I bought it by her house. That was her birthday gift that I tried to get her delivered, and it didn't work out, and I couldn't believe I remember, and I finally found a store that had it. They didn't have it all in Manhattan. I had to go out to Jersey to get it, but it is a much smoother Jack Daniels. It's nice. And... uh so then, you know, I, I took care of the printer thing and I came back home. Oh, and then I went to Staten Island. I took care of all this stuff. I went to Staten Island. I dropped off our money for that pool. I don't have our numbers yet. Uh, but maybe, uh, listen, let me tell you right now. If now, okay, so let me stop here. There's so much to talk about, obviously, and yet nothing. Um, I'm taping this on Sunday. It comes out on Tuesday. On that Tuesday, now Wednesday... The day after this comes out, I'm getting my colonoscopy, which, you, as you know, I'm totally excited about. I love the prep. I love the cleansing process. And when I went to the guy, he goes, uh, are you constipated? And I'm like, no, I don't think so. And then I told him I had bloating issues and stuff. He goes, all right, he answered my question. You are constipated. And I'm like, I am? And he goes, yeah, so I'm going to give you the prep with a little extra kick. And he, and he, th- and he goes, I think you're going to like that. I'm like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, it was like... It was like a little shop of horrors where, uh, you know, uh, Bill Murray loves pain and he wants to get dentistry without Novocaine. It was like that. Like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So I have to do, I'm doing a two day prep. So I have to start on Monday and I'm doing it all at work because it's exciting to see if I can make it home without shitting myself. But Joe had mentioned you should do a podcast on Tuesday when you're cleansing uh, and just see if you can make it through or keep stopping. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, so I'm doing another podcast. When this comes out, I'll be recording another one and, uh, see how far we can make it without me having to stop the show to, um, you know, basically pee out of my ass to, you know, cleanse it. But, you know, this is a smart move. Having a colonoscopy three days after the Super Bowl, very smart. Remember, this is when, this is when my new year starts, all the resolutions after the Super Bowl. I'm going to try and go back to Soul Cycle, lose a little weight, maybe. I'm going to try. And it all starts by a nice cleansing process on uh, Monday and Tuesday. Uh, but there was a point to the story. Oh, yeah, right. So what I was saying was uh, it's possible that when you hear me on Tuesday, you might hear me open with this.
auto-tuner, I can, you know, pretend to hit those notes. This guy's, I mean, is this guy even a man? This is like what we played up front, the Groundhog Day, it being yesterday. This is a man we're talking about, right? A man's not supposed to sing like this. But you will hear this depressing and yet delightful song. Uh, possibly have to, but I hope you don't. I hope you don't. Let me see if I can hit the notes again. I mean, it's just falsetto. Don't you know that I live my life for you? What do you think? Good stuff? <laughs> well, hopefully you're not going to hear that song, but you will. I will be devastated and suicidal on Tuesday. It's possible. It's possible. And then I will be also having diarrhea. I mean, wow. Now that's a podcast you're not going to hear anywhere else. I promise you that. How I don't have more listeners, I just don't understand. <laughs> oh, I am hilarious. Oh, my God, I'm such a mess. What a disaster. In my next life, though, I kind of want to sing like that. No? What was that, uh, that uh, outfit? What was that song that they had? Uh, the other one. I don't know. I was just... Whatever. Wait, who just told me the other day they said... It was a really funny line. They said, I don't care for, oh my God, where was I? I've been getting so drunk lately, I just can't remember. And somebody told me, they were like, oh, I don't like keys in that minor chord. And I'm like, what? that's like that spinal tap line. It, what I find D minor to be the saddest of all keys. Um, This song is in the saddest of all minor chords. You know, it's like just like, um, it's called Lick My Love Pump. But um, so let me just tell you uh, the rest of the story. So, so uh, anyway, well, that that if we you know won that Staten Island pool, I think it would be like twenty five grand. So that would be nice. It's like I said, why does Tom Brady get to have all the luck? Why can't some of us get some of that luck? You know. What's so great about their whole goddamn team where they have luck? Their fans don't have a lot of luck. They come from a, mostly a poor neighborhood in Massachusetts. Why can't we all get some of that? Why is it? Why are they so lucky? What's so great about them? But anyway, I got home. Of course, my block was closed, so I had to run. I, oh, I had to park on a different street, get the laundry cart out bring it over to my car, put the printer in the laundry cart, and then bring it over to my house because the street was cut off with that stupid crane. Anyway, this girl, Alina, right, who's a lovely girl, and I think I've mentioned her before, um, married, husband's great too. Um, she calls me up. She goes, hey, I'm in my car. Why don't you come down and we'll, you know, get high in my car, which I've done before. They just She just comes in the neighborhood. They live all the way in the Upper West Side, but she comes down. She just likes driving around. And I'm like, all right. And I got in the car, and then she kidnapped me. She's like, put on your seatbelt. We're driving to Harlem. I'm like, what? Uh, to see um, Harold Ramis's daughter. That's how I met her. That's how this uh, whole Amy Heckerling thing is happening. And I'm like, whatever. So she takes us there. She gets in. We get a little high. And then she goes, oh, now we're going to Jersey. And I'm like, what? 
I just came from New Jersey. She's like, you have to come to this party with me. I don't want to go by myself. And I'm like, what? And she hijacks me, kidnaps me really to New Jersey over the George Washington Bridge. And um, we go to this bar where it's this gay guy's birthday and a bunch of nurses, which technically would be a good thing, but apparently, uh, I don't know, we're all hooked up or whatever. Uh, but we go to this bar and, uh, but I, I wasn't in a bad mood. I was just like, you know what? This, this has to be go with the flow, Dave Juskow, because there's nothing I can do. She's nice enough. I can trust her. I can trust her driving. I trust her. And what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? I'm just going to be sitting at home watching TV. So let's just go with it. And it was in, and they had those, there was a bunch of Spanish, I guess the guy was Spanish. Um, but, and he was lovely. He was very nice. He was hilarious. And it was a bunch of Spanish people, you know, like, um, I don't know where they're, Latino people, I suppose, playing the music. And, uh, having, and I just start drinking, because Alina's paying for it. I just start drinking Johnny Walker Blacks. I'm, and I'm, I'm talking to this girl, this girl. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm on, uh, and I had like, I don't know, four Johnny Walker Blacks, maybe. Maybe I forgot. Maybe I had five. Uh, Cause they, you know, that's, you know, I go through my drinks of choice and they change, but that's what I was drinking that night. And then um, we went outside to, I guess we kept using the vape pen and her weed must be special. Well, you know how I can't handle the combination anymore. Yeah, I guess that's it. I can't handle the combination anymore, but I wasn't thinking cause I was drunk. And oh, right. And we got, oh my God. Cause I'm trying to think when I get to the, it ended up badly for me, so I was, I've been trying to piece it together, and it seems like that combination is really problematic for me. It's not like the old days when we could do whatever we wanted. So I was drinking, and then we go outside, and the guy whose birthday it is falls down on the street. He's so plastered, and then we get him up, but she's a nurse, and she's seen him do this a hundred times, and everybody's like, should we call 911? She goes, nah, he's fine. She just lifted him up and put him like propped them up and then we left but you have to trust her she is a nurse and she's seen it she goes nah nah nah, he's fine uh should we get him some water no no that's the worst thing you can do i don't know we have to trust her right she's been working as a nurse for years and she's seen him do this before so she knows him and everybody agreed And, and then we left and she, you know, drove us home. And again, I couldn't, I know she was probably just as drunk as I was, but I completely trusted her. Don't even remember the ride home, but I remember we were going to meet her husband who was at this place in Grand Central. Now I work right next door to Grand Central. I'm in, I go by Grand Central. I'm in Grand Central. I've been in Grand Central my whole life. I have always worked by Grand Central uh, for the past 30 years. I know everything about Grand Central Station. And because I'm an idiot, every time I'm in Grand Central, I have to say, Jesus Christ, it's like Grand Central Station. <laughs> because I can't, you know, I got a problem. I got Tourette's. I can't help myself. It must come out. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. for me, funny every time. For everyone else, <laughs> they just want to punch my face. Anyway, um, we go to meet her husband. We park the car like near Grand Central, where you can never do during a weekday, which is hilarious. And we go into this place, which I've never seen in my life, this big, big room, which I'd never heard about before. It's beautiful in there. And I have more Johnny Walker Blacks, and it's fun. And we met her husband's a blast. 
and we were hanging out again. We had more drinks. But this other guy got pictures. And the next day, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? I have no idea who this guy is. And they're like, hey, our friend really liked you. I'm like, who? What, who are we talking about? So the bar closed. And then we're in Grand Central Station. And there's no one there. Grand Central Station shuts down at 1.30. And it's barren. And we were just, it was 3 in the morning. And we were in there by ourselves. It was bar- It was beautiful. It was amazing. That's the one part I totally remember. Well, I forgot the next day, but it, we have we have pictures to prove it. And we were just walking. That was the way we had to leave. We had to go through it. And uh, the police were so nice. Um, I guess seriously, being white, uh, no, they were like, "Yeah, we'll take a picture of you." you know, like, I mean, I, come on, that's that's not racist. That's just fact. If we were black, there's no way they would have taken a taken a picture of us when they were asking us to leave. Uh, so. Yeah, we got a picture in the Baron, and I'm not sure how many times I said the gag, but uh, I'm like, officer, it's like, Jesus Christ, it's like Christ. <laughs> All right, get out. Um, but yeah, it was it, it was amazing. And then we went back to their car because they were going to drop me off, and they're like, yeah, we always have beers in the car. <laughs> and then I was drinking a beer on the way home. They they weren't drinking, and uh, and I came home and I was stumbling. I I was really messed up. And then, right, now it's all coming back. The night before, I drank 60 ounces of beer with the receptionist from my office. We went to some Japanese place. I remember I drank 60 ounces of beer. So I wasn't, like, fucked up, but I was drunk. And then I came home, and I ate that 22-ounce can of SpaghettiOs, right? So that's messed up. Then the next night, I had the bagels and lox and cream, you know, all the stuff, and then drank ridiculous right johnny walker high all that stuff right and then when i got home i ordered food i ordered a a cheeseburger and mozzarella sticks and then i passed out and then two hours later i woke up and threw up and i haven't thrown up throwing up for me is a big ordeal i haven't thrown up in 13 years maybe my friend Caitlin says I threw up recently, but it's very rare for me to throw up from drink. I made it through the entire 90s without throwing up. You know, that Seinfeld episode, like, that ruins my whole streak when he ate that black and white cookie. I made it through the entire 90s. I threw up in 89 and 2000. Made it through the entire 90s without throwing up. And remember, I got really drunk in those days. So I was surprised. And, uh, and like, when I was throwing up, which I hate... I was I was stumbling still, like I was still drunk and, you know, like stumbling around my apartment, like I almost fell. And again, that's where you, oh my God, you don't want to be alone. You don't want to be alone, yet you do want to be alone because you don't want anybody to see you, but then you're like nervous, like, oh my God, I hope I can make this through this. And then hey, I watched TV, you know, it, it settled down for a little bit. I had some seltzer, uh, watching TV a little bit, went back to bed, woke up the next morning. Said, I still feel hungover and horrible, but I'm okay. And then at noon, threw up again. That is so rare that that happens to me. Totally. And this time, violently. You know, like it was all of my legs. It was horrible. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what happened. And then if you piece together everything I just told you with all the eating and the, oh, I deserved it. I completely deserved to throw up on that day. Um, 
but then and thank God it was over after that. But I, I but I have not been the same since last Saturday. Now I drank again on Friday, but I only had well, maybe I had three or four beers, but I something's been wrong. Like I think it escalated my uh what it, acid reflux. Reflux, right? Uh I always keep feeling I'm gonna throw up. Uh I, I, I can tell I haven't been the same. Uh, from that day. So I'm very excited about this cleanse. I think that's also going to be a little helpful. And then I'm going to, I just got to fix stuff because something is wrong, you know? But, you know, finish today and then we'll take care of that. So when we talk again Tuesday, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. So, but uh, yeah, I, I never throw up. So it was really, really messed up. Uh. But, you know, at least I, I didn't, so I didn't drink again until Friday, but at least I drank again and everything was cool. I Maybe I'll drink tonight. I don't know. You know, I get too nervous and uptight about the scores, but but mostly if if there's a lot of scoring, I should be okay, but I don't know. And speaking of, you know, so I was thinking yesterday when I went to my mom's, I'm like, I'm going to stop at the Meadowlands. How can I not make a bet now? But I just used the app and I lost everything already because I tied it in others. It's an, I'm, I'm a mess. And I didn't stop at the Meadowlands to make a bet. However, I did hear that they are taking Oscar bets. And I will probably make a bet on that. Because why wouldn't I? I kick ass at the Oscars. And speaking of which, our friend Scotty Gornstein will be here February 19th, which is also my show, but the airing of the podcast, the Oscar podcast, little Scotty Gornstein will be joining us and making our Oscar picks where I can actually be one of those guys. Just call me now, 1-800-GET-BENT, and I will give you the Oscar picks. Now, I know the spreads are way off on this line, and I will be able to make you money. Just call me now, 1-800-GET-BENT, and I will get you the Oscar picks you need and help your bankroll. Listen, folks, I happen to know that the line is off by at least 10 points. I've been doing this a long time, and all I do is make people money. I'm on a three-year Oscar pick streak, and I can help you if you. But all you got to do is you got to call me at one eight hundred Get Bent. If you don't make the call, there's no way I can help you. And if you call right now, there's a free recording. I will give you the free documentary short subject, which you can have for free on my machine. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to do anything. You'll get it for free. Best documentary short subject, and you will win. I promise you this. I have an 85% winning streak going on for the Oscars. If you want to make money, if you like money and you like the Oscars and you want to win and football and basketball hasn't been kind to you, trust me on this, 1-800-GET-BENT. This is the way the guys talk to me. Now, wasn't I convincing there that they're like, oh, maybe he's got something. See, that's how it works. It's fascinating. And now the whole time I'm thinking this, I'm like, I should actually do this. I should get spots and tell people to do this. But can you imagine? I bet you I'd get some calls. So who do you like in the best documentary short subject? Uh, well, I like, uh, because remember, those things are plus money. That's how we're going to win all our money back. So don't panic, everybody. We may not have to play. Uh, we may not have to play the song. Feel it's blue Since you left I've been missing
it's just like annoying to like listen to because it's, it's like it does sound horrible. And if you're listening, you're just like, why, why? <laughs> I I don't even want to sing it separate from the auto tune because it uh, then it's just um, absolutely horrible. Um, I kind of want to. I kind of want to call. I have other things I want to talk about, but uh, I kind of want to also call it a a day in a way because um, you know we have another. I have another podcast on Tuesday and stuff we have to get to. But um, first, oh my god, my computer! I, you know, I bought. Should I switch over to Apple or something? I bought the computer. I bought, which I've been using on this podcast since day one. Just totally crashed. I did all this work last night to have everything ready and all these clips and everything and it just completely crashed. I had to go back to the one I got with my Time Warner package, which thank God, you know, just the only thing that's wrong with it is the A doesn't work. Uh but if you really press it a bunch of times it can work. But um oh, it is driving me crazy that I I I guess I have to buy a new computer, like a new laptop, a small laptop, but now's not the time. This is a bad time for it to you know, for it to stop. Oh, by the way, um, I saw Bohemian Rhapsody and I'd like to talk about uh, probably more of that next time. It was really terrific. This guy, he's great. It, I, he he needs to win Best Actor and I think he will because Christian Bale is not as good in Vice. You know, so I've seen a couple of movies and Christian Bale is just doing Batman. If you watch Vice, tell me I'm crazy. Tell me I'm crazy. He's basically doing Batman. Well... If we like George Bush, then you might like George Bush Jr. We can fight two wars at the same time. I'm telling you, he's doing Batman, and it's all prosthetics. So really, I could play that part too. If you're dressed up in costume, it's much more easier to act. Now, this guy has a little bit of makeup on, but he's really spectacular. This guy, Rami Malek, whatever his name is, he's so adorable. It really makes you... I feel bad for him every in my head after seeing it it's just he's so cute i know that sounds weird but it's like you just feel so sorry for him the whole time uh it's not just because of the dying and everything it's just like his teeth are weird and stuff and they make fun of him and he just seems so lonely and sad and he's so great really great and you forget sometimes and i'll tell you this too i'm watching the movie right the whole last 20 minutes takes place at live aid so all I'm doing is thinking of the Cars movie, you know, the one turbocharge that I made where, you know, we had to, you know, put Live Aid in front of a green screen. I mean, these guys got so much money. they It looks perfect. And I'm just so angry we couldn't do it the way we wanted, you know, financially. Cause, uh, and they just basically, the end of the movie is their entire set at Live Aid, which I would have killed to have done, played a real Cars song, uh, you know, not my mock-up, which, you know, I love, but I'm just saying, I'm just so, I'm so jealous when I saw it, but I swear it's such an interesting move to, it, it, it's, if the songs weren't great, it would seem like they're just, what are they using filler? They're just trying to kill time. Uh, but it works and, uh, the movie's great. Uh, I don't know if people told you different, uh, it's possibly they're just not queen fans, but I don't know how you can't appreciate their Anybody can appreciate their music after this. It really was um, something else. I will tell you this one news item because I don't want to wait. Uh, last week we were talking about Girl Scout cookies heist. Remember I was telling you that I hate that section of Woodbridge Center that's next to the Chick-fil-A. Well, 
Remember I told you something was fishy? Something was fishy, and that woman who was part of the group should be fired because she was making money to take the girls to Savannah, Georgia to see the home of the girl. I'm like, are you crazy? This woman should be fired and brought up on charges? Well, it turns out I was right. This woman is an idiot, and uh, her name, I'm going to tell you her name, Jessica Medina, and she told the cops that the thing were were stolen in Woodbridge Center, my uh, you know hometown around, uh, pointed the finger at a handicapped man and an elderly woman, and it turns out all her claims were not true. She didn't steal the money, but apparently she might have thrown the money out and then blamed these people. And then she's like, what? and then this is the best part. She goes, Medina said she had no reason to take the money herself because her husband makes $200,000 a year. And then the husband must be like, um, yeah, um, I know I make 200000 which is pretty good, but when you say it out there, people are going to make fun of me because it ain't 300000 You know, like it must be very embarrassing for him uh, to have that said. Like 200000 is pretty good, but the way she's saying it, it sounds like, like her, my husband has Seinfeld money, so why would I need to do that? But yeah, they interviewed the elderly person, the person with the wither question, and then they questioned her again. She changed her story to say the missing cash wasn't from the cookie sale after all. But previously submissions and the plate when the cops conducted a final interview with Medina telling her their investigation didn't support the idea that Cookie Monkey had been stolen, they say she agreed with the finding, speculating that perhaps the envelope containing the money was accidentally discarded with the trash as the scouts cleaned up the area. This woman is a moron, and uh she should be uh I don't know, just uh sought out in New Jersey and just, you know, yelled at by passerbys in cars because she's a fucking idiot. She's kind of sexy, though. I kind of want to look her up. I'm trying to find out where she lives, seeing if she lives, uh, like, around where my sister is or something. It doesn't give her... I wish they gave her a dress. I'm going to look her up and bother her. Because uh, remember I told you, all the Girl Scouts are, are uh, suspicious, and uh, whoever's running that thing is suspicious, and I want them, I want them taken care of. I should technically run the whole business, I would tell them what to do. I'll tell them how to do it the right way. But quite frankly, now that the Boy Scouts are allowing girls in, we don't need the Girl Scouts anymore. The boys should take over the cookie sales. They're much better at math. And uh, that's why. Yeah, thank you very much, folks. I'm here all week. Uh, uh, but two other things I want to talk about before we uh, uh, move on. Uh, February 19th, the big show, all set. February 19th, Comedy Cellar, the Oscar show, uh, the uh, In Memoriam should be hilarious. Uh, Nikki Glazer, Joe Macchi, Joe Mackey, Greer Barnes, Ryan Hamilton, uh, four really terrific, different kind of comedy. It should be a good show. I always think I really put good shows together. I think I mix up the people together, you know, of who uh, I think will make a good mix for the show. You know, we have weaker comics and stronger comics, obviously. Don't tell anybody I said that. But you know what I'm saying. Like, so it's a good mix you know, some are just stronger than others in the way they talk or the way they act, and then there's more mellow. So, you know, you want to work it out the right way. There's not too mellow comments. Like, like for instance, and I'm not saying good or bad. I'm saying I can't put Ryan Hamilton and my friend Nick Griffin in the same show because they're both mellow, right? So, you know, maybe you could have them in the same show, but you got to mix them up, you know, with somebody like a Greer who's high energy and different and stuff and does imitations. You know, so you got to mix it up. So I like to think I put on a pretty good show. Um... And hopefully people are going to come when it, it's on the site now, but it doesn't have anybody's names. It just says the Dave Jessica Oscar show, and that's making me a little nervous. Uh, when you go to the site, it says who's on it, 
but it doesn't say it on the actual, you know, like when you're scrolling through the thing, and I don't know whether that's going to make a difference. To hope for the best, hope it's going to get sold out again. Um, well, for obvious reasons now that I'm going to, if the Patriots, <clears throat> anyway, when you hear this, you'll know where the money's going. Oh, God, I hope it's better on Tuesday. And you're going to hear this on Tuesday. You're going to be like, oh, my God, this poor dude. I think the only time it worked out with the Patriots, ironically, was that Atlanta game when they were down 28-3 to and then they came back and covered the spread, which was, I think, three and a half. They covered it with a late, you know, an overtime touchdown like they did in Kansas City. Let me tell you something else about that Saints game that everybody's complaining about. Think about how ridiculous this is. People are complaining. Think about this, right? This is why this is pathetic. You cannot complain about a missed call the way these idiots in Louisiana are complaining. You cannot complain. Here is the re- and I say this all the time. Yes, it was a missed call. It happens. Yes, if I had money on the Patriot, I'd be furious. However, that missed call led to a field goal which tied the game instead of winning the game, and then they went to overtime in which they got the ball first and didn't do anything with it, meaning that you can't blame that call. You had another opportunity. What did Tom Brady do? He got went into overtime they got the coin, the coin toss went in their favor and they took the ball down the field. The Saints had every opportunity to do that and then they had every opportunity to stop the Rams from kicking a 60-yard field goal, mind you, and possibly winning that game. So you cannot blame everyone else for a yeah, it was a bad missed call. It happens. And especially of course it's only frustrating because they call everything. So call the good ones, but you still had every chance to win that game. Screw you. That's on you that you messed up. It's your home field. You let a team come in there and win in overtime on your field. That's on you. That is not that bad call. Thank you. Also, if I could, uh, I was almost going to call Sarah Silverman and ask her if she could call Adam Levine and see what hat he was going to wear or if he was going to wear a hat when he came out. I think I could win some money on that. I was thinking about betting that, you know. Yeah, so I don't know. I think, oh, okay. So let me just tell you the uh, schedule here for before. So uh, February 12th will be the colonoscopy podcast. That's uh, There's no other way to uh, call that one. I will give it a try. If it's not working out, then, uh, you know, well, but it should be funny. I'll be, like, I'll be like in the middle of doing something. I'm like, and let me tell you something. I'll be right back. <laughs> So we'll try that. February 19th will be the Oscar podcast with the Oscar picks that uh, should come out. Oh, wait a minute. Does that not come out? Oh, no. That'll be out um, before the Oscars, so everything will be cool. And February 25th will be the show, the wrap-up show about February 19th, which is a show. And then uh, hopefully the next week I will invite uh, other someone else on, maybe Amy Huckling or whatever. I just haven't talked to her. It's my fault I was giving her a break after, and I'm on a, like a break or something. I having some problems putting stuff together. But now, finally, we have a schedule, which is good. We'll get back to normal again. Uh, you know, we'll have a little cleansing action, and everything will be according to plan. I think you know what I'm talking about, because uh, you know that's how it's going to be. So, uh, yes, that's, I think that's all we're going to do today. 
Oh, no, wait. There's one other thing I wanted to say um, about the rent. Uh, they did rent live, you know, on Fox, but it wasn't live because this idiot, Brennan Hunt, uh, like broke his foot or something. So uh, they had to play it taped, which is just so stupid. They probably should have just canceled it. But I guess they have all these sponsors and stuff. And apparently it was horrible. And they were just saying that, you know, everybody's voice sucked. Like it wasn't good. And they were saying, and this guy uh, from the post was saying, like, if you're going to do a Broadway show, use Broadway people. You know, they keep using people that aren't, you know, right. Like, remember how Carrie Underwood did The Sound of Music, which was a huge smash. 18 million viewers, and I enjoyed it. But she was, like, out of breath by the end of the show, which is, like, really funny because she's a professional. And we know she's a good singer, but a horrible actress. But so pretty, so who cares? Um, but so that had 18 million viewers. Rent, 3.4 million. That's bad news. Uh, so, I mean, they're just saying, you know, Peter Pan, Grease, Hairspray, uh, all, I mean, I loved Grease. Uh, I thought that was really good, but I think they're getting less and less viewers. And NBC, uh, as you might remember, canceled Bye Bye Birdie because Jennifer Lopez was just too old. And now they're scheduling Hair for May 2019 on NBC. Now learn your lesson from this and just cancel it. How the hell are you going to do Hair on network television? Who the hell is going to get naked? What, are you going to skip that part? It's like the most poignant scene in the damn play that's what everybody's looking forward to the nudity sure there's good shows but i mean you're gonna ruin it by not having anybody naked and there's a lot of songs i don't even think you can play on nbc why do it at all do dear evan hansen do that you know because and bring back ben platt and do it the right way i wonder what kind of ratings that would get if nobody cares for musicals, which they don't, because now that Les Moonves is gone, we, I bet you CBS doesn't even air the Tonys anymore because he was the only one that was like, no, we got to keep the Tonys because, you know, those ratings are horrible. I wonder if Ben Platt came back and did a TV version live of Dear Evan Hansen. I wonder if that would get viewers or if it's just me and the people that saw his greatness and that understand it would care. I wish I ran a network because I'd make that happen. But now that all being said, now I'm officially done. I think for this week. I, I, gotta get, I gotta do Super Bowl stuff. I made a lasagna last night. Um, oh my God. I made a lasagna last night, right? So I get um, I get all the... It, it, it sucks living here. I had all the ingredients delivered. Okay, yes, because I hate my grocery store. And I had all the ingredients delivered and for... Oh, I only bought ingredients for the lasagna, $84. $84 to make a goddamn lasagna. That is sick. Now, I was going to shop in New Jersey at my mother's, and I'm like, ugh. Then I got to park the car by my house, even though I know now it's going to be open. If it wasn't open, I definitely wouldn't have done it, but I got to park the car in my house. I got to go through Staten Island to get there. I mean, it's such a to-do. I'm like, you know what will be easier? Me shopping for the groceries while I'm driving, which I did. Don't tell anybody. I shopped for all the groceries while I was driving, put my car in the garage, and by the time I got home, all the groceries were there. So in that sense, yes, it was worth $84, but to make one lasagna for $84, that is not a good way to save money. And uh, so then I called up Laura, and I'm like, would you mind if I eat some of the lasagna? Because, oh, Memo is so cheap. I know we love Memo, but he's so cheap, and it's a fact. 
and everyone knows it. So Laura calls me up and goes, you're not going to believe it. He calls up and he's like, hey, do I have to, I don't have to bring anything, right? Because there was so much food last year. Remember, he took my lasagna last year. He took it home. Of course, there was so much food. He takes it home. He's not even going to bring anything. He's the cheapest guy I've ever met. He has no idea about it. It's really, no, he, like we tell him, it's not like it's, we're doing it behind his back. Um, but it, but it's funny. Now it's funny every time when he doesn't bring anything. Anyway, I'm bringing lasagna. Irene's bringing awesome pizzas from Fiori's, like five or six pizzas. Uh, but his her husband ran out of chicken wings again on Super Bowl Sunday. And this is not the first time this has happened. And I've really let him have it. I'm like, what's the matter with you? What kind of business are you running? You don't have enough wings on Super Bowl Sunday? You're like the worst business owner of all time. That's like unacceptable, right? Especially for somebody like me. Everybody's pal, Dave Jessica. Super Bowl Sunday, you don't have enough wings? You're an idiot. And I'm going to give it to him good. And I'll tell him, even though he's seven foot tall, <laughs> he loves when I call him an idiot. <laughs> he's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> like now, His wife, Irene, is very angry because she's like, you know, now he calls me an idiot all the time. I'm like, what do you want me to do? She's like, it's your fault. You put it in his head. And I'm like, well, that's what you get for marrying an idiot, even though he's a lovely guy. But seriously, he's obviously an idiot. How do you mess up an order three years in a row for not having enough chicken wings unless that's his plan for some God knows whatever reason? Maybe he doesn't make enough money on wings. Who knows? Anyway, next week, the Colonoscopy Podcast. Of course, you'll look forward to that. <laughs> oh, my God. I shouldn't have put that out there. I hope you still listen anyway. But whatever it is, I had a lovely time with you today. Hopefully, everything will work out my way. We'll have a happy podcast. Uh, besides the cleansing stuff, next week, as we all get together for another episode of The Night Fly. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>